We are the Nerd Eternal Network. This week's episode of Man, We're Too Old for This. I'm shit. your host, CDL113. You can't say shit! The top off. <laughs> I did, that was the censor for him. Oh, not saying that. <laughs> the experience some call Jason. And the token kid who paid way too much for a Smash game, Tarky. Okay! What did you play for a Smash game? Well, you had to buy the Fighters Pass 2, obviously, because you have to have faith in Nintendo. Whatever happened to just buying a game and getting the you whole have, game at once? You have to have faith in Nintendo? And they do good work. Oh. Well, it's life. basically like we did with Marvel, the Marvel thing where you buy some of the heroes haven't done yet. The difference is uh, Nintendo hasn't told them what the next fighters are going to be. <laughs> they just get them. It's like buying a season pass or some other stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Done. I understand. It was like $4 less, and I know I'm going to have to get them for tournaments anyway. I understand. I would mock you, but then Jason's already reminded me uh, we did that with Marvel Heroes. I'm buying all these. Think we have to go get them? We no. eventually got them all. We eventually got them all, then the game folded. The trick is, I was about done playing the game by the time they finally gave me Nova, the last one. Having said that, I played Nova enough to, to max him out. But he was a neat character. Yeah, he was neat once you got him. It just took forever for you to get him. Yeah, that was not a... Todd probably got his money's worth out of it. Oh, hell yeah, I got mine. No more than the amount I play, I don't know if I got my money's worth out of it or not. I played that crap every day. I was was looking at it like when I got Champions Online, I got the lifetime membership. And I have more to get my money out of that. I know when when y'all were playing the Marvel game like that online, Todd would call over here, I'd call over there, and he'd be playing it while he was on the phone. And you could hear the characters, you know, talking to you, because each character had its own distinct. You know, catchphrases and what stuff while they were and in the fight. Like yeah. And you could hear them in the background, and I'd be giggling my ass off, you know, because, like, the it's pe- a shame uh, Gazillion's president or CEO or whatever just couldn't keep, just couldn't keep it in his pants. Yeah. Yeah. This is a shame. One of the things I did like about that game, you know, Todd told me, is like, if you played Spider Man, depending on which version of Spider Man, you had different voice actors for the different mm-hmm. versions of Spider Man. So, you Not know. all of them, just you had like three. You had the baseline, which was the guy that's currently doing the cartoon. You had a uh, uh, black costume, Spidey and Superior both had, uh, what's his name, uh, Christopher Daniel Barnes, which is the guy from the 90s cartoon. And yeah, that was neat. You had pre-death of Gwen Stacy Spider-Man, whose voice would occasionally crack. <laughs> they should have. It should have. But, you know, Toby I mean, Bell, I mean, Drake Bell. Yeah, Drake Bell's always kid Spider-Man. But you know it. It was funny because you know as as somebody and, that grew you know, up, depending on the skins, he, it's just funny talking to Todd when he plays video games. I remember talking to him on the phone back when he was big into Skyrim. Oh yeah, yeah. the only one. 
he just lopped off somebody's head and absorbed their soul. Yes, he did. Or get up. Oh, he just raised his eyes. <laughs> and it would, they would just pop up mid-conversation, mid-sentence sometimes. <laughs> yep. Congratulations, your token has completely derailed everything we did to talk oh, about. Oh, it's cool. Things, so. I'm, I'm just now thinking that, like, man, if we were far enough back in the day, I'd be having you play Tecmos to Seven and just see what would happen when you harvested souls. Probably some of the same secure. Yep. I played that one a little bit. That was my whole point with Skyrim, though, is once oh, I found out, yeah. what? You can put gems in there? What? The gems take souls when you lop off heads? Well, this says <laughs> I land all over. There can be only one. Slash. I need to go to take because like, all right, the devil wants this. No, he can't have it. What do you mean he can't have it? He can't have it. We're going to send you somewhere else, and he's going to hunt you. I'll capture him, too. <laughs> Bring it. I'm too good at this. Oh, God. Okay. Trying to route the conversation back to what we had originally planned to talk about. Which is strange for Danny, but he yes. gives it a go. Yes, I'm usually the one that rambles. It is opposite day. <laughs> I'm in a parallel earth. No. Oh. Our last episode, I had mentioned that it was going to be Rick's, Rick Grimes' last episode. <gasps> well, of The Walking Dead. Of The Walking Dead, yes. He will probably do other shows. And uh, he died for it. Well, if you watch that episode, and I'm going to, this is going to be full of spoilers. Because so, you send it by now, the internet's probably already ruined it for you. Yeah. Rick, yeah, we looked it up. Yeah, Rick was uh, left, uh, was on a horse and was being uh, followed by two different herds of zombies that converged into one giant herd. He got thrown from his horse, got impaled on a piece of barbed wire on the side. Rebar. Rebar, oh, yeah, rebar on the on his side. Getting impaled by barbed wire is a lot less pain. Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. Just get up, go, ah, that hurt, and then run Yeah, off. I meant rebar, sorry. So he had to get off the rebar, climb back up on his horse, and get away from the Heard of zombies. Well, he eventually makes it back to where his uh, the three camps had been build, rebuilding a bridge that had gotten washed away in a storm a couple of episodes previous. And uh, on was the bridge, the same storm that popped up in Fear of the Walking Dead. I know they had an episode that dealt with the big. They, storm. Yeah, they, it's the same storm that had that went across the United States. Okay. Carry on. And that particular same particular storm washed out. A bridge took out, you know, it was a, I can't remember if it was a tornado or what, but it, it took out. Well, you know, you get them bad storms yeah. if you do that. Though. It took out this bridge and, and the water, bridges right now. you know, was, you know, the, was running real bad. And uh, so they had uh, cut a bunch of lumber and had were in the process of rebuilding the bridge and they had had it partially uh, reinforced. Well, Rick was leading the zombies there because he knew that the bridge was only so, you know, could only hold so much weight. I know how to kill these zombies. I'm going to... And he figures if they... he could get them there, the bridge would fall and they would see him on the other side and they would just, you know, hey, it's a meal and they'll keep falling in the river and the current would just wash them down. Well, what a horrible plan. You know, he's laying there bleeding Water out. in the walking dead, not safe to drink. <laughs> well, it's a selfish plan, but not a bad plan. He's laying there bleeding. And on the bridge, they had some dynamite where they'd been doing some blasting, blasting away some debris that was in the water. And, uh... No, no, I understand support pillars. I'm getting this. So, the, uh... Long story short, he ends up 
seeing the bridge is not going to collapse, the zombies, he waits till, you know, a big enough chunk of the horde is there. He's been blacking, going in and out, blacking out across this whole episode, you know, having flashbacks of, you know, uh, former comrades That's that have died. Shane yeah, Shane up. show back Herschel up. Show Herschel back show up. back up. Yeah. Um, the, while the actor that played Herschel died a while back, they had already filmed this scene. Yeah. Uh, the the young black lady that's now in the Star Trek episode. Sasha. Sasha. Yeah, Sasha. She popped up on there. And, you know, they had that little, you know, the touching moment between all three of them at different moments. You know, hey, this is this is what's going on. And, you know, it, Rick kind of made his peace with death, kind of. Yeah, Herschel's there. Hey, guess what? Heaven don't suck. Die already. This place is terrible. So when, you know, Rick's laying there on, on the ground waiting, you know, he's like waiting for the zombies to catch up with him because, you know, he's got, you know, fallen off his horse on the opposite side of the bridge. He's, you know, all of a sudden the folks from uh, his town come rushing in and Michonne jump, drops down and, you know, she's kissing him and telling him everything's going to be okay and, Daryl and the rest of them run out onto the bridge and start killing the zombies. And he's thinking, okay, everything's going to be okay. And then all of a sudden, some voice tells him, wake up. And he wakes up, and he's on laying there by himself, and the zombies are even closer. And he realizes that, you know, he had blacked out one last time, and it was his mind's way of saying, you know, you're at peace with this. Do what you got to do. So he draws his pistol, and he's getting ready to shoot, and he hears something. He looks over to the side, and it is Michonne and Daryl, but they're on the opposite side of the river from him. They can't get to him, but he can see them. Well, Michonne and a bunch of them take off for that opposite bank to try and get to the backside of where the zombies are. Well, Daryl stays within eyesight of him and just starts shooting crossbow bolts at the ones closest to Rick, knowing that Rick's dead. There's nothing he can do. You know, mm -hmm. There's too many. And he, you know, he looks at, at Daryl, basically, you know, has a goodbye look. It's your show the hammer now. back. Boom. Fires it. Blows the bridge. Shoots the dynamite. Shoots the dynamite. Rick gives the look of passing main character. You hear, you know, the, you know, Michonne loses. She goes to run up into what's left of the horde, into the fire, and the rest of them are holding her back. Well, on the far end of the bridge where the concrete was left, I mean, it's just a smoke and all the wood and stuff they had piled up there that were their building materials was on fire. The horde that was there is on fire. The rest of the zombies are attracted, you know, to the all the commotion. The horde just keeps moving forward. And as they're, you know, they're on fire, they fall into the, you know, and that's how they take out that huge horde. So, you know, Rick goes out and they blaze a horde. It's a huge horde. Horde. Oh. Horde. Oh. Fuck, the horde. Well, she's a zombie. Side plot going on during the past two episodes had been, uh, you remember the uh, uh, group that had lived in the dump? How uh, the ones that couldn't speak English anymore? Well, yeah, they had kind of it's devolved. Been two and a half years, we have devolved into something they no longer speak. It was the well, you got the you got the impression that shit. they had kind of some of them had kind of escaped from a local hospital. That is true. I didn't remember the hint at that. And uh, the one chick that, the main chick, she was, you find out she's got some sort of ties with some other group because she's been on a radio talking and she calls in an, you know, an evac. And they said, do you have an alpha or a beta? And she first goes, I've got a beta. 
Well, first, the first time you hear it, she goes, I've got an alpha, because that was when she had Negan tied up, you know, at the end of the last season. Well, Negan gets away, and so she has to call off her evac. Well, this time, when she calls, she says, I've got a beta. Well, she's got the uh, preacher tied yeah. up. Well, her and the preacher had slept together. She kind of has feelings for him. He's not a, he's not a Catholic priest. He's a, a Presbyterian or something. But he's still frowned on outside of marriage with Ethereum. Yeah. But they had had a romantic moment a couple of episodes ago, and so she was kind of like, I can't do this to him, so she I lets him go. Give the brothers the scraps. Jesus yeah. Christ, that helper can't even speak. And so she shuts like E forty. She calls shit weebles and all guys. Also, to be fair, <laughs> she's also calling him a beta. So I mean, well, the, the insult's pretty much there. Truthfully, for for the preacher, hell, that's that's actually a compliment. Yeah, considering how he started out. Yeah. But so she lets him go, and uh, she, you know, she she can tilt on the radio, tell him, yeah, I've got a beta. I'm, I'm waiting on y'all. So when the Helicopters coming in. She's waiting down further down river near a clearing, and she's got a forty-five, you know, hidden behind her down by her side. And they're like, "We don't, we see you, but we don't see, you know, the beta that you." And she looks, you know, she'd heard the explosion because you can see the smoke yeah. in the distance, and she hears something and she looks over. Cancel on that beta. It was a trick, but I do have an alpha for you, and I'm being serious now. And she. You know, she holds the gun up and throws it away, and she goes, I'm being honest with you this time. This is not a trick, but he is going to need medical attention. And when you look, the camera pans over. Rick is crawling up out of the, you know, trying to crawl up out of the river and collapses. Well, the next thing you see is them put loading Rick onto the helicopter and she, her over him going, don't worry, we're going to get you some medical help. And the helicopter flies off. Mm -hmm. And that's how they take Rick out of the episode, yeah, out of the that. show. How you well, fix rebar the next, to explosions. The next day... So a lot of people survive those kind of rebar. And waterlogged. The next day, you find and out... And dead people in it. It is infected like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> but the next day, you find out they're going to do three Walking Dead movies. Or at least that's the plan. Yeah. They have not determined whether it's... Or said whether it's going to be on AMC or at the theater. But there he is... Uh, Andrew Lincoln... theaters, I know... I live down the street from one. Is it the same AMC? Yeah. Yeah. It'll be yeah. limited showing but the, at AMC Theater. But they have, they but they, they have <laughs> Andrew Lincoln has signed for three Walking Dead movies. Sometimes I think studios get in trouble monopoly wise if they only get stuff out in their theaters. Oh. Also, speaking of AMC products, Breaking Bad, they announced, I believe it was yesterday, that uh, they're going to do Breaking Bad. Uh, movie or movies, and it's going. Yeah, all the ones I said just said movie, but uh, but they're going to. Bad, it makes enough money. money. They're going to, uh, you know, the, the the show ended with uh, Jesse Pinkman's character getting away, and Walter laying there dying as the cops were rolling in to secure the scene. Well. The actor that played Walter White has always said that if they ever wanted him to reprise his role, he would be more than happy. And the actor that played Jesse Pinkman, same thing. Said, yeah, bitches. So Paycheck. it's quite possible that like you can have both Walter and Jesse in this movie together. 
So I don't care. Just as long as the movie ends with Jesse in Atlanta at the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, that that would be cool. That'd be the third one. They make you wait through two, you know, two of them other bitches before they give you. No, I wait. I only watch the third one. That's fine. No, well, they're not gonna tell you that the zombie apocalypse happens on them. You have to just wait for them. Mm-hmm. No, it'll happen in it'll, it'll happen in Breaking Bad two electric boogaloo. <laughs> Which is my always my joke for the second movie is called Electric Boogaloo. You're not old enough to remember Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo. Todd and I are. I don't think I have to be old enough to remember it. That's what cable's for. Like, no, it's a thing. That's what Netflix is for. Yeah, this is Breaking Bad. It's Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo. I actually had to go to the theater and suffer through that because a date wanted to see it. Was the first one a decent movie? I liked it. Yeah. The first one was okay. It's just one of those where they didn't need to do a sequel, and when they did a sequel, it sucked. Okay. Well, the thing is, the sequel didn't make sense, because the end of the first one, they kind of made it. That was kind of the whole point, is it followed the girl. The girl was a ballet dancer. She was looking for, you know, trying to be new and hip. She runs into kids that do break dance, and they basically teach her to break dance. She's trying to like bring the break dance into like a Broadway type play. It basically ends with them off Broadway doing the fucking show. So they kind of made it. Yep, when Hamilton. You, yep, when you get to breaking two, yeah, everybody's broke again. It's like oh, it's the same cast, and they just dressed everybody so you can watch the same movie again. Well, this time they were trying to save a children's center or something. It's a big telethon. And her rich parents going, hanging around with all these blacks and Hispanics. What the hell is wrong with you? They're street people. Yeah. Yeah, all that fun. We've got this nice, we've got Tad over here. You know, he's a much better choice. And I think she's sweating those on him. Yeah, she's sweating those on by that point. Yeah. What the fuck is It was great for its day. It was Golden and Globus's effort. I can't say it's their best effort because they did Superman 4 too. Golden and Globus did quality B-movies. Breaking, Superman 4, Quest for Peace. Uh, uh, they tend to do like Chuck Norris flicks. They did like the Revenge of the Ninja flicks and all that kind of stuff. They did quality B-movie stuff. Alright, Jason, what you got for us this week? Did I have anything? Do your standard segment. Do oh yeah, well yes, yes. Let's do what let's do, the, let's do what's going to be the standard segment. Everybody goes around the table, says something good about Titans. The last this past episode of Titans. But don't look at me because I used two of mine last week. <clears throat> Everybody's got to come up with one. Episode four, Doom Patrol. We will start with our token. Yep. I actually like this episode. Well, you're supposed to name something that you like yeah, about yeah. the episode. So name something you like uh-huh. about the episode. I like the fact that it introduced characters in a positive light, despite a negative situation. They were they were, they were not a hundred percent cool with their situation, but they were like, "It's better than being dead. We're happy together. We're friends." The doctor is trying to help people from our point of view. It you know it made them it introduced solid characters without them committing murder or doing anything horrible directly in front of you. They were they were more heroic than the heroes you have seen so far. Okay, Danny, what you get? I haven't watched it yet. You suck! <laughs> Todd, what do you get? Nobody got killed. Nobody. 
That's true. Nobody got yeah, killed. Nobody. That, was the, that was the first Titan that nobody got killed. You're right. I think Wayne Tempest won the better episode thus far. <gasps> Shocking. Freaking. Freaking. It also had like an amount of character development. Yeah. Because you saw new characters and you understood a bunch of the new characters' motivations. And some of the characters already introduced began to learn the flaws of some of the others. Yeah. It, Try yeah. to keep this relatively spoiler free. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've already said nobody dies, so it's sad for me. But the only people that care about that are the people I don't care if they listen to this. That's true. The only people. Because let's be honest, by the time this. Die. By the time this comes out, episode five will be out. So if you ain't seen episode four by then, it's just like. Ain't like then you're probably not following the show. Yeah, probably ain't following. You're probably using us to follow the show. And did Starfire still have legs in it? Starfire still had legs in this episode. And they addressed the fact she is not blending in very well. No shit. <laughs> Let's see, what would I say that I like? Oh, you're about? a policeman. How much it, it, I have a question about Starfire. Is she still wearing the god-awful fur yes. coat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ain't nobody changed clothes. Nobody. It's only been like a day and a half. Maybe two days. That's too long to wear the same thing. And all that activity, running around and sweating, car funk, and yeah, yeah, wash your ass. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not saying it's like... Well, they probably washed it off in doves. Well, yeah, because they're, they're, well, doves in the hospital and critical, so she's wearing a gown. She has an excuse for not taking the bath. Hulk, Hulk didn't look like he bathed up. Well, no, you didn't you see saw him in the bath. You saw him in the bath, though. <laughs> All right. Anyway, what I would like about Titans is while the rest of the series, it's like the writers have never read a Titans comic book, they're not writing a bad story, but it's like they haven't ever read a book with any of these characters in it. Doom Patrol, it's like they went out and read the book yeah. and put that book on screen. Yeah. Well, it's like they didn't have any secondary material to look up for the Doom Patrol, and they're like, all right, look, this is the only thing that has Doom Patrol in it. we got to read it. And they read it, and they went, Oh, oh, okay, these are these people. Uh, now, their version of... I'm not super familiar with the old Doom Patrol. Past who the members were, and haven't seen them get started and stuff. I know in more recent versions, the Chief has had us... I don't know, creepy ain't the right word for it. But his personality has been a little overbearing. Like, he would, sometimes would guilt them into staying, staying on the team. You know, they gave him just—they gave him a little twist. He's manipulative. Yeah, not that he's—not that he was a bad guy. Not that he wasn't trying to help him, but it was kind of like that mother that's a little too over, a little too controlling of her children. And they—that—that that is clearly the version of chief they're doing here. I don't know if he was like that originally or not, but they really get that across in the uh, in the episode, especially with some interaction he has with Beast Boy. I thought the the episode left him where he, out of all the characters they introduced, he might be the one that's a crap bag. He struck me as kind of crap bagging when he when what he was doing to Raven, especially when she started going, "Yeah, I'm not down with this," and he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna do it anyway." Yeah, yeah. That, he, that's too. Like I said, I mean, he's clearly running around helping people though. I mean, well, his character seems obsessed with the advancement, not necessarily with saving people, but saving yeah. people is the best advancement. Yeah. Well, I know, but he still talks about them and reacts to them like they're his family. But yeah, I mean, there is there is that scene there where he kind of veers off from helpful scientist 
mad science. Into mad science a little bit. Like I said, I think that's basically the modern version of cheese. Now, of cheese. When, you talk, when you talk about talking about mad scientists, good scientists, you're talking about Chief, the dude in the wheelchair? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah he, the All the incarnate... I haven't seen him on the show, but in all the versions I've seen of him in the books, yeah, that tends to be the way, whether it be old, old classic, um, more modern, or current version, you have this malevolent kind of dictator, we're going to do it this way because because I said so. Oh, okay. you're not going to do it that way, but you're breaking my heart, but see... How am I ever going to? I'm, I'm in this chair. A, I can't. I don't have legs. More, I can't get up. You know. He seemed a little more concerned with the science than he was the actual people. To me. Yeah. That's just yeah. how he kind of came off. He came off as you know. If it helped, that's great. I'm doing this to help. But the important thing is the science because that will help everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, the, the current stuff, about the current, more current stuff I've read of Chief. That's definitely how it came off. And sounds like Dan. That's how he they always did. Yeah. So, he was a very interesting character. Don't you love your son? You mean And I like the actor playing him enough that I am disappointed that they went with somebody else for the Doom Patrol show. Who, who did they get for him on the Titans? I don't know. Oh, I, I, I don't know who that guy was. I know in his actual show it's supposed to be Timothy Dalton. Who, when I look at Timothy Dalton, I go, yeah, that looks like Chief from the old movie. This and, guy, I didn't think it looked this much And like Dalton him. can play a dick. So. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not that I think he'll do a bad job. It's just I was really impressed with this guy. He's back in the chair by the end of it. What did I say about spoilers? Yeah. Okay. What did I say about spoilers? Talk right. about Sunday. Since, since he went ahead and said some stuff. too behind. I want to talk about specifically the scene about how he cares more about science than the people. Is he's talking about, you know, help them. We're all here together having this meal. And it cuts to Robot Man with his hand on the empty plate. Kind of tend to think. He can't eat. He doesn't get hold together. Thanks for the help, Doc. My taste buds, you bastard. Yeah, he he's always he's always preached a in the books. He's always preached this. Well, we're gonna do this and we're gonna do this. And Robot Man's always been like, uh, Doc, what about me? We'll get to you. It's always been, we'll get to you. We'll get to that later. And also, Negative Man's introduction was my favorite introduction to a character because <laughs> yeah. he is just a dude that loves his damn music and cooking some damn food. Lots of food. He is just loving life. And I was like, a lot of it may suck, but this part I like. Well, I was like, this. This is how you introduce a character and make me like them. Because they are doing a thing that I appreciate seeing a living being do. Yeah. But all in all, I thought Doom Patrol was probably the best episode of that so far. Yeah. The Doom Patrol thing has me actually looking for I may keep DC Universe long enough to see the spinoff. Like, Which has probably greatly increased the amount of time that I'm going to pay for DC Universe. Because that episode... Which says a lot for Todd. I'm halfway through Batman the Boy is Bold. Because <laughs> that standalone episode was good enough that I enjoyed it. Like, three, I was kind of like, eh, and four, I enjoyed this story. I enjoyed this standalone story yeah. within it. Like it's amazing that my favorite episode of Titans is not about Titans. Yep. Hey, they finally did something about not Titans. I like this one. Well, Even though it's the episode that gets the entire team together. What's well, also looking at me going, they got all these more or less correct from comic book, and their attitudes are pretty right. Yeah. What's wrong with this? It's, it's amazing how that works, isn't it? 
first one that the hell I watched that felt like it was in the Snyderverse. Because you had a man dancing while cooking. Yeah, look, that's somebody happy. <laughs> there is no happiness in the Snyderverse. Robot man must immediately go out and crush somebody's skull. Well, see, that was things like <laughs> justice, <laughs> full of negative energy. You've been <laughs> just cooking some waffles. It's like that does not seem. That is the Snyder versus version of negative. negative. Yeah, happiness is evil. Life is pain. <laughs> yeah, I like it. So, what does one of you two have? Yeah, they I had something. Oh. You didn't have anything? I thought I had something. I don't remember the thing I had. Talk about your... I had I had the Immortal Hulk issue. You big green boy. Yeah. I like this Immortal Hulk. Uh, issue 7 ended with Hulk in a bunch of jars. Chopped up in jars. Which, you know, would have been enough to stop most people, but not the Immortal Hulk. But I thought that was a, I thought it was a really cool episode issue rather. Uh, Al Ewing's about the best writer Marvel's got. Um, one thing he seems to understand that what you actually read comic books for and what longtime comic book readers like, you know, it's it's nice to have some continuity. Hell, it's nice to have a story that's telling a story where something happened, which is hell almost anathema. At Marvel, I've seen. You don't see that very often. He's not preaching a message. He just has creepy shit happen every month. Well, he's in a book that he's basically running as a horror book. So yeah, it's Hulk as a horror book, which fits Hulk freakishly well. You know, well, well, see, it preaches off. a message, but a message in universe of if you hear the Hulk is near your city, don't do bad things. Stay hidden. If you've done bad things, leave very quickly. If you've done bad things, give it up. <laughs> if you've done bad things, hope you didn't see it. Well, his thing is kind of don't do not do bad things. I think that's how you ball down that message. You know what? I'm not going to do bad stuff. Why? Because if you do, the boogie hole may come to get you. <laughs> it's literally that bad. Well, well, he's a monster, right? The Avengers will stop him. Sort of. <laughs> They'll try. They'll do their best. Which to be fair, it might not be good enough. They do have equipment designed to take them. So. <laughs> Though when that equipment's a normal laser, don't depend on it. Because you know, I'd be on the opposite of the planet at the moment. Unless they've got it really honed in on the man. Yeah, but it, I mean, that was it. Was just a damn good episode. You, they have. I guess you could say I've changed Hulk's powers a bit. You never he's always had a healing factor, but this is the first time that you that they've shown him capable of surviving being chopped into bits. And you know Which is like more survival than you really see out of like Wolverine sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's 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 cranked up a notch there. But basically, the last episode ended with him beaten and chopped up in jars, and this was, you get to see what the Shadow Company is doing, trying to figure out just how he works, which all basically turns out into Hulk's plan to find out how he works. Because the Hulk went, I need science. Science is the other guy. Uh, 
As it's time to get kidnapped by evil scientists since they'll do the crazy shit. Yeah, basically. Oh, evil scientists, what you got for me while well, I'm upside down in a jar? Oh, you're gonna mockingly tell me everything you figured out? Ha <laughs> ha, you dumb mother... <laughs> yeah. Well, time to snap my fingers and break these glass jars you put me in. Because glass was clearly the best plan. <laughs> oh, look, I'm back together because you just realized my body can reform. And you showed it in front of me, you dumb mother... Yeah. Well, you cut me up and killed my friend, who's me, technically. You ain't gonna punish you for that. <laughs> and it's time to go home. Oh, oh, sun's up. Shit. Well, <laughs> time to be the weak boy again. Yeah. But yeah, Al's doing a great job writing. Right Hulk is just a flat-out horror book. It's, it's just damn cool. If you're not reading it, read it. You're only eight issues behind, you know. You can catch up on those real easy. They've they've only had one issue of it so far that I thought was kind of weak, which was uh, I think that was issue four, the one with Hot Shot. And even it, even though the art takes, they had a guest artist and stuff like that. Even it, when you read it in context of the overall story, is important because hmm. that's when you start to realize. Just what the hell's going on, and it's got some it's got some implications for the wider Marvel universe, especially the character Sasquatch. I did like them basically renaming Sasquatch's little group Gamma Flight. I thought that was neat. <laughs> well, you had a Gamma Flight in old Alpha Flight books, which was truthfully where most of Omega Flight came from. Yeah, oh, okay. most of the people in Gamma in Gamma Flight. Turned out to be assholes. <laughs> if not, just flat out evil. Yeah. Box was Gamma Flight, Wild Child. It was basically their minor leagues. Like when we were Department H recruited you, you went into Gamma Flight kind of first. And then they all turned out to be supervillains, except for one. Yeah. You, you only had a few people from Gamma Flight that didn't either end up in Omega Flight or worse. I'm assuming Omega Flight was a villain team. Yeah, Omega Flight was, yeah, villains. Uh, were they villains to Alpha Flight? Well, they were really villains to uh, the original Guardian, James McDonald Hudson. The guy that was over it was crippled by him and basically went, that son of a bitch got to go. So he went to Alpha, Alpha Flight's minor leagues and went, this dude is playing you, join me. And you had characters like Wild Child. Box was, hell, Box was not only Gamma Flight, he was Omega Flight. In fact, hell, I think he was Omega Flight first. I know you had a Box and Alpha Flight at one time. Yeah. Uh, the first Box was the brother, the one with no legs. Yeah, Roger. Roger. Roger and box. then the second Box was the was Madison Jeffries. Madison Jeffries. Which was the brother of uh, Scramble, the mixed up man. Madison Jeffries had control over technology. Mm -hmm. So his box was neat because when he made it, he absorbed into it. And could, he could morph parts and all oh, kinds that's of That's the one stuff. I remember from yeah. the, uh, what was the name of that? It was the storyline that crossed over the Avengers, Alpha Flight, and was it the Russian team? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I can't remember the name of the story, but yeah, Madison was a mutant that 
that had control over technology. So he. But if, if he walked up and there was metal, he morphed. He morphed metal, where his brother morphed flesh. He was because it was that guy. It was his brother plus Roger Box. Basically, became uh, was he scrambled? I can't remember. The brother was already scrambled. Basically, he absorbed Box into himself. He was running a. He was a doctor. But he went insane, basically. Uh, he could he was hell at surgery and stuff like that because he could control flesh. Well, he had grown Roger Box's new legs. And then when those legs started to disintegrate and he went into a depression, yeah, he basically took him and absorbed him into himself. When he tried to fight him, he lobotomized him. Where he could, cre- where he could keep all the creative parts to come up with new shapes and stuff like that. But the character was basically dead. Well, yeah. The Madison Jeffries box basically kills the thing that he becomes. Oh, and see the, the two Jeffries brothers. The one you had one they were control fret. They were mutants. One that controlled the fret flesh. One controlled the metal. They were both had been in the Canadian uh, uh, military in the, the first Gulf War. The, yeah, that is right. The, That's what uh, had driven his brother insane. Is they they the one that controls metal had been off on a mission. Over on this side, the one that controlled flesh was a medic, and he was over here, and he was at a uh, uh, field station that got barraged by an artillery strike or something, mm-hmm. and, and he, he was, was trying, trying to, to save people, to put bodies together, and mm-hmm. he went insane because there was so much carnage, and, and when they finally got to him, yeah, I mean, he had, it was like a thing of Frankenstein's of corpses and they literally had to tranquilize him and drag him out and he lost his mind well when he finally kind of came to himself yeah they discharged medical discharge well they didn't hear from him for a long time and then the next thing you heard he had opened up this small clinic and it was real reclusive and whatnot but people were going there and they were getting healed like if you went to him and you just had cancer yeah, he could remove that cancer out of you because that was his power. You know, he was just moving just flesh. Pull, he could just pull out, yeah, yeah, pull out the tumor. Out. But like, if you went to him, you didn't have an arm. Yeah, all of a sudden, you, he could put an arm on you. He you put you to sleep, and you'd wake up with an arm. Well, what he was doing when he was going around to different, you know, places finding dead people or folks that were just about dead, you know, criminals, taking them and you know, like take their arm and put it on your body. So he had, you know, when they when Alpha Flight goes to see him. They see this, you know, doctor who's all the, later on, they find his laboratory. Yeah, he's just got all kinds of crazy tanks of bodies and body parts. It's, Look, you got to preserve the pieces then. And, yeah, that's what he had done to the, the first box. box. He yeah. used legs from a corpse, and they started to disintegrate and rot on him. And it was causing the original box to go crazy. Well, when he went back to him, yeah, he just absorbed it. Yeah. He was special. It sounded. But yeah. anyway, this is with all the team that winds up in this whole thing. Yeah. Basically, uh, Captain Marvel, uh, once they realize, because she, you know, she's an Avenger, and she realized Banner had basically gone missing. We gave him to the government to hold. Now we can't find him. You're in charge of finding him. Basically, she brings Sas- she brings Lankowski back on the team. Lankowski's like, hell, I can't become Sasquatch anymore. He absorbed it out of me. And she goes, yeah, I'm not wanting Sasquatch. I'm wanting you. 
you're going to be the leader of this offshoot of Alpha Flight, where basically the Hulk is your problem, you know, the problem to fix. And they named it Gamma Flight. Ha ha ha. And they want Langowski specifically because he's the second best Gamma scientist in existence. Yep. And they'll probably need him considering, you know, his his experiment was the thing that opened up basically the a a in a weak spot between dimensions. That's why you got all kinds of mystical kind of evil shit seeping through. That's why the great beasts popped up in Alpha Flight all the time and all that kind of stuff is they're saying his experiment in becoming a Hulk was in taking it away from civilization. Yeah, he picked the wrong spot. It was a good idea. He just picked the wrong location. Yeah, you know, the Canadian government wanted a Hulk. Which kind of ties into the thing we were talking about before we started recording with him. Why the hell? Out of all Nobody's the Nobody's ever been able to control the Hulk. Why would he create another one? Why the hell, out of all the stuff you could have, why the hell do you Why not sink this more money into guardsmen? Because <laughs> the government can mass produce those things, the guardsmen suits. But then you can't fight a Hulk. We've yeah. got Hulks running around loose. That is true. You know, you could have a hundred guardsmen. Hulk decides to act a fool. There ain't a whole hell of a lot you're going to do about it. I mean, you have a Hulk, and the Hulk decides to act a fool. You send your Hulk out and he eats it. There ain't a whole lot you can do. <laughs> we didn't know Hulk could eat, could eat Hulks until now. Oops. <laughs> and that's when you redirect funds and go, let's just pick something that exists in this dimension that we ain't got a bomb to make. How about a teleporter that we can just drop on him and teleport him somewhere else? Because that doesn't work. He's come back from that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you just have, like, look. You just have something where it teleports him into a desert and let him cool down for a couple days. Then when he shows back up, you do it again. <laughs> it's cheaper to just keep doing this and let him in a city. You know, you haven't had, really had the Hulk show up and destroy a town in a long time. Hmm. That was the Hulk I grew up with. The Hulk I grew up with, you know, Bruce Banner would come into town, somebody piss him off, Hulk break your town. Yep. <laughs> you had you used to have Hulk insurance. You needed it because well, yeah, that you had a uh, damage control. Yeah, yeah. But but that's because Hulk tended to go to small towns and like wipe them out, all because you know somebody pissed him off. Oh, you pissed off ass shit, this Hulk. <laughs> yeah, went let Hulk loose in his place. Got your bam man. Because that used to be the big fear is that Hulk would show up like in New York or something somewhere and wreck it. He never did. He he wrecked places like Decatur and my small my hometown Paducah or something. Well, now I think it's like if somebody's angry in the street kicking cans, and someone's like, "Whoa, whoa, what are you doing? This is how we get Hulks. We don't want Hulks. Quit that shit. Stop it. Stop. Ah, shit! I told Bruce Banner to stop. Need to Hulk out. Damn. Like we have smiles in this town. The trick is he probably in New York. There's 50,000 superheroes to go against him. You know, which still means town's gonna be wrecked. Which still is a hell of a lot of collateral damage. Well, him popping up in New York in New York when he got his ass sent to the crossroads. That's the Incredible Hulk number 300. Yeah, the mindless Hulk. Yeah, the mindless one popped up in New York. And, you know, it's that was time for him to slap around Spider-Man, slap around Power Man and Iron Fist, slap around the Avengers. You know, he's, in, he's, he's in the process of slapping around Thor. And Doctor Strange throughout the whole issue is basically trying to find some place to put him. And he goes, eh, 
He picks the crossroads. Well, we put him in the crossroads because then, and he put a spell on him. He sent him away. But the way the spell worked was he could go anywhere he wanted to but home. And if he went to a world that made him unhappy, it would teleport him back to the crossroads. It was, he was trying to he was trying to basically send him someplace to be happy, just not there. Because they couldn't fix him. Uh, the storyline at that time was Nightmare had taken control of the Hulk, and when Strange went to, to fix that, Banner basically committed psychic suicide. So the original Mindless Hulk, yeah, Banner, they thought Banner was dead in him. And that was just Hulk running around. So there was no hope of fixing him. So Strange's thing was, yes. Detained. Yeah, I'll just send him away. And he didn't come back. When he came back, they thought it was the mindless one, and then he he spoke. Because that's the when he comes, he's comes back in the in the issue where Doc Samson basically knocks him out, breaks his hand, knocking him out. Because Hulk was seeing these phantoms of all his enemies. It was he was beating the hell out of Doc Samson as usual, and then like Modoc pops up, and he's swinging at Modoc, and there's nothing there, and Juggernaut pops up, and there's nothing there. And I think Rhino shows up. There's nothing there. So when he sees Samson again, he basically goes, "Hey, you just another, just my mind playing tricks on me again. I'm not fighting you." And Samson hauls off, knocks hell out of him, knocks him out, breaks his hand doing it, but he knocks him out. Then his bright idea was that that was when Samson realized I think Hulk and Banner are two different people. And that's when they put him in the nutrient bath and separate him. And then you have the mindless Hulk running around again. But a sick one. And when they put him back together is when you had the Grey Hulk. Because you had uh, Thunderbolt Ross tried to mess with the nutrient bath that was putting them back together. And Rick Jones sees him, tries to stop him. He dumps Rick Jones in the nutrient bath. Rick Jones becomes a Hulk and... Banner becomes the Grey Hulk after that. Suppose because it absor- he absorbed some of the gamma mm-hmm. from him, so it reverted the Hulk back to its original form. And then you have all kinds of delightful stuff of like Shield beating the living hell out of Banner, trying trying to see if he'll change. Lovely. Yeah, they literally had him locked up, and like you had big Shield agents come in there, beat the shit out of him, like see he's not changing. But, like, Banner would go to sleep and then wake up the next morning and rip clothes and couldn't figure out why. And, you know, find out, yeah, when it when he reverted to the gray form, he started where he started changing at night again. Which is how he did originally. Yeah. Which is how the immortal Hulk does now. He changes at night. But, you know, they've taken away the whole threat of, well, you know, he does this to save Banner. Uh, you got to worry about that no more. Well, he did that. They killed Banner. Oh, God help that soul. Well, it still sounds like he doesn't like it when something like that happens to Banner. Oh, no. He, he looks at Banner as, kind of, you did it to me. Kind of. You did it. You don't, know if, you don't know if Immortal Hulk particularly likes Banner. It's just, you know. You but he takes assaults on Banner personally. Because you did it to him. You kicked me when, I, when you could. Now I'm going to kick you back. <laughs> it's also, he may see Banner in a slightly different light. It's like, ah, you kind of got tricked into this. Yeah. Yeah, he, it's like he looks at Banner like, "Oh, that's my little brother. I got, I got to watch out for my scrawny, scrawny little brother." 
Yeah, he takes the salt on banner personally. Like I said, it's 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 the best Marvel's got right now. Well, and it sounds like an old school book where it will reference the older stuff regularly and kind of yeah. tell you where it references it from. Yeah. Yeah, if you go back and look at the the really early issues of it in the back before they had a letters page, you had a bibliography where it flat out tell you it's this issue, it's this panel, it's this. You know, you want to go, you think I'm lying? You can go back and read this, and I'm just telling you what I'm telling you what you were actually seeing when that happened. And that's like I said, that's just neat. It's neat to have hell in this day of the Bendises where hell you can't really go from issue to issue. Where Bendis would contradict himself three or four times in the storyline. Yeah. Hell, it's it's great to hell actually see somebody go, man, this like, is actually written by a fan. Hey, this is a guy that actually knows how to write a comic. Yeah. Yeah. You. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a real cool book. If you ain't reading it, read it. If you read anything Marvel, read the Immortal Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, easily. It has the Todd Father Silver Brew. All right. Well... That just about wraps up our show for this week. With me today has been... Uh, Token's still regretting Smash till I play it, Tarky. The experience, as some call Jason. And the Todd Father. CDO113. And that's our show. Peace. See you later.